0: Hello, hello, and welcome back. I'm so thrilled that you're here today. I have just a great podcast episode rearing and ready to go, basically in my brain, but it's going to be really good. Um, Plus, I have some exciting news to share with you as well. And yeah, I guess let's just get into it. We're not even gonna like take a beat. So, first, I wanna let you know that this podcast episode was inspired by a Mama Well community member. So, let me back up and tell you what the Mama Well is. So, if you don't know, this is not the only podcast that I host. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, it's more like. Yay, right? (laughs) But I actually have another podcast that I co-host with another registered dietitian, Brooke Brooke Miller, actually, no relation, just redundant is what we always say. Um, And we co-host the Mama Well podcast together. And this is a podcast dedicated for moms. This is for you, like truly for you in growing in your own health and wellness and learning how to nourish yourself in a way that makes you feel good and not guilty and ashamed and all of the things that come with dieting and counting calories and, you know, getting your workout in and all the things that the culture has kind of told us is the way to get healthy. Brooke and I are kind of like tear that all down (laughs) and start fresh, essentially teaching you how to actually bring in nourishing foods and how to stop dieting and how to listen to your body to be the one to tell you how to live a healthful life. And it can be really scary and really overwhelming. And that's where the podcast comes in. But more than that, we actually have a community behind the podcast that we have grown. And um, it's been a really incredible experience. And I wanted to share with you this kind of story because I think it will inspire you, but I also think it will help you tactically as well with your picky eater. And sometimes I feel this... I don't know, tension between sharing both because to me, it's really clear how they're connected taking care of mom, taking care of your kids, picky eating, your relationship with food, your nutrition. But to other people, it's not always as clear. And I think part of that, and if you're on my email list, you may already know where I'm going with this because I shared it with you not too long ago. But basically, what I think Instagram is designed for is pumping out content. And I think that's the way that creators like me or experts like me or, you know, anyone on Instagram, it's what it's created for. You put out a post, whether it's a picture of your cute kids or it's a, you know, infographic about fiber or it's a real making fun of staying up late on your phone and scrolling, like whatever it is, it gets pumped out to Instagram and then it gets buried every time that you pull down on your screen, right? And so with that, um, I found that I loved podcasting because it lives forever. I can always point you back to podcasting. and an episode, I can go deeper on a topic and it doesn't just like go away into the ether. It's here for you when you need it. You can go back and re-listen. It's easy to find and sift through, whereas Instagram is like, A mountain of information that just feels like it's tumbling on top of you. Does anyone else feel that way? And I know that it can be really overwhelming, which is actually half the reason why I created this podcast, because I think it's more helpful and we can go deeper in on topics and give you that really tactical tips, which is a huge thing for me. But also, why I think it's hard to share how connected picky eating is to. Your nutrition to your health journey to the way that you feel about food and your body and the things that you cook and the way that you cook and all of those things are actually really connected in fact the research is really clear that kids who grow up with their kids eating fruit and fruits and vegetables will eat fruits and vegetables in fact kids who grow up with their parents who don't eat fruits and vegetables won't eat fruits and vegetables. And in fact, parents who diet in front of their kids, who skip meals, who make negative body comments about themselves, whether intentionally or unintentionally in front of their kids, their kids pick up on that too. And there's a reason why our Mama Well community members tell us that their first introduction to dieting or hating their body or questioning their body came from their mom. And I don't say that to shame us because we are all imperfect people. I have certainly modeled poor behaviors in front of my kids before that they have picked up on, no matter how hard I said to do the opposite. But the fact of the matter is the same, right? The reality is, is that what we model, our kids will follow. And the footsteps we're making right now are likely even following in our parents' footsteps or our grandparents' footsteps or our aunts' footsteps or whoever was kind of our role model growing up, whether we intentionally chose them or not. And so I know for a lot of you, picky eating feels like, yeah, I I just want my kid to eat broccoli today. (laughs) Like, I just want to not have to fight over another green vegetable or trying to get them to eat meat. And I don't want to worry about how much protein they're eating and if they're getting enough calcium and iron and all of these things, right? Like it feels very much in today. And I always try to honor that with my podcast and with my posts. And Hopefully you feel that and you know that, yes, today is important. However, it is a long game, and I hope you also hear that from me here on the podcast and on my Instagram as well, that it's not necessarily just about the newest trick that's going to get your kids to eat broccoli or, you know, a meatball, that it actually is this long game of kind of what kind of eater are we raising? Really like taking that step back and going, hey, what are they going to look like as an adult? Are they going to be able to listen to their body? Are they able to eat foods in a healthful, nourishing way? Or do they rely on it for emotional coping? Do they avoid it? Do they have negative food rules or body thoughts swirling around their head? And I know this might feel a little heavy. I don't mean for it to feel heavy because the truth of the matter is we have a lot of um, control or influence is probably a better word for it. We have a lot of influence. And what that means is, the importance that we can put on our own health journey and our own relationship with food and our own way of talking to our body and talking about our body is impactful and truly makes a difference for our little ones. And, you know, this is why I do both. This is why I'm here helping with picky eating and not just the, oh, here, add some sprinkles and hopefully they'll take another bite or sneak it into the lasagna and you got a check mark for the day, but more so in the picky eating that says, hey what if what we're doing, sneaking foods, bribing, begging, pleading, pressuring our kids to eat, isn't the way to grow and raise a healthy, happy, independent eater? And in fact, the opposite is true, that we can actually hand over some of that control back to them and that autonomy back to them and say, hey, I trust your body. I trust you. And I want to build this relationship together and foster it into a place of real, true, lasting health. And you know, that's really where the story that I wanted to share with you today comes into play is we have a Mama Well community member. um, Stephanie is her name. And she got on a call with us recently, me and Brooke, and shared she by the way, she's not a table talker. In fact, I don't even know if she listens here on the podcast or, you know, pays attention to much much that I do on the nutrition for littles side of things, but she sure is invested in the Mama Well. And specifically through our coaching together, has come to this place of truly being able to choose her own health journey and listening to her body and truly able to make decisions that feel good to her and her body and her long-term sustainable health., um, you know, she used to be a dieter and used to say yes to the newest diet and feel bad about her body or her food choices or be embarrassed about what she was eating and and during our coaching call, the other day, we kind of got on the topic of feeding her kids, and she, is, um, she has kids, and she was saying how easy it is now um, that feeding her kids could actually be easy now because she understands what's best for her, and because she understands what's best for her, that spills out and over into her children. now. I'm not downplaying the work we do here. It's important. And even with, you know, focusing on you and your nutrition and your health, there's still absolutely some things we can do to help with picky eaters. But the fact of the matter is that our modeling behavior, the way that we look at food, the way that we include food, the way that we label food, the way that we talk about our body in front of our kids really plays a huge role. And it was just really inspiring to hear from her. Um how easy feeding her children has become because it feels more of this like higher calling and more of a heart posture towards helping our little ones develop that healthy relationship with food that she now has thanks to in large part to the mama well and um, really learning that this is a long game this isn't about vegetables today and That's the same for us, right? And so really getting to a place where she's choosing vegetables because it feels good in her body and because she knows that she functions better and choosing, you know, to balance her plate regularly um, or rather eating regularly (laughs) so that she has enough energy to keep up with her kids and, you know, keep up with work's demands and not get cranky with her children. And it was just so helpful to hear And I wanted to share it with you for a few reasons. One, because I think we can, or I guess if you're anything like me, it's really easy to get caught up in the newest strategy or the newest tip or trick or hack, right? These are all things that I have Googled myself. And there's just no way to hack our kids' nutrition. Um, There just isn't. There's no shortcuts, right? And really the best thing we can do, as I'm sure you've gathered, is model that behavior for them. And everything else comes a lot more naturally, when we're doing that. And not to say it's easy. Of course there's ups and downs and food throwing and food rejection and you know days or weeks without vegetables and there's things, right? There's struggles. But the mindset just shifts and the way that we approach meals gets to be easy and gets to be effortless when we ourselves have um come to a place of understanding what health actually looks like and and kind of get our eyes wide open to the fact that dieting and the diet industry and, quote, watching what you eat and, you know, restricting meals or meal times for ourselves is actually the very thing that's keeping us from a healthful life. And I know that might be flipping it on your head for a lot of you um, focusing on weight loss and counting calories and restricting and not eating past a certain time of day and doing, you know, X diet or Y diet or whatnot that our friends did. And it, quote unquote, worked. And, it can feel really scary to give that up. And I know because I've been there, I know because I've coached hundreds of women coming from that exact same viewpoint. And the, uh, gosh, I don't even know the energy I felt on that coaching call with her was just like powerful. And I wanted to share it with you so of course this is important and um, this connection is very real but also because the fact of the matter is right now uh, the mama well accelerator is open So doors are open. We only open them a few times a year. And this is the accelerator program that we have basically taken everything that we did over years and everything that we've helped hundreds of women do over, again, months and months, if not years, and condensed it into a 30-day accelerator program to get you jump started on your health journey and to really um, give you the actionable steps you need to take to find this healthful life without dieting or restricting or giving up your favorite foods, and I come here, you know, kind of pitching this to you for a few different reasons. One is I would love to have you in the community. Absolutely love the community I have here at Nutrition for Littles and would love to get to know you deeper in there and work with you too um, for the heart and, and future of your kids. And I get emotional sometimes talking about this, but the truth of it is, is that you're raising kids that are going to be living amongst my kids and influencing my kids or um, just bumping into them through life. And I think it's important. I think it's important that our kids know how their body works and how and what is healthy for them because we are all different. And so I think that's important. And of course, I I think it's important for you. And I want you to have a life that's free of dieting and restricting and negative thought patterns about yourself, about your body, about the food choices you're making or not making. I want you to feel what it feels like to get in the pool and enjoy the bikini or enjoy the bathing suit and get in the picture and get in the video with your kids and not be afraid to say yes to life right now, going on the vacation, going on date night, going out for a girl's night, uh, enjoying the food in front of you and being able to connect with people around the table. In a way that's not worrying or negotiating in your head saying, if I eat this, then I have to do that. And if I eat now, then I can't eat later. And comparing your exercise to your food constantly and tracking it and wearing the Fitbit and doing all the things that society has told us that we need to do to get healthy, when in fact, it just has us in its rings of Continuing to think you need a different diet or a different food plan or a different meal plan or follow a different influencer or do a different workout to get the results that you've been promised somewhere along the way. And meanwhile, you're whittling away your life, waiting to lose that extra weight or waiting for the diet that finally fits in the keyhole and works and unlocks everything, when in reality, you have it inside of you already. And I've kind of used this example a few times lately, but I I think it's really helpful that we were born as intuitive eaters. We were born knowing that we were hungry and knowing that we needed food and knowing when to stop and, and listening to our body. We were born that way. And somewhere along the course of our life, a crater happened. Someone said something to us just enough times or invited us to a meeting or an appointment, or we were told by a doctor or a friend or our mom about our weight and told that we need to eat a certain way or do a certain thing or lose a certain number of pounds or whatever. And it created this crater, this distrust within our own body. We were told and convinced over and over and over again whether through a magazines or videos or media or our family or friends or even just ourselves that we can't trust our body anymore and so this crater happened where we were trying to fill it with influencers and experts and nutritionists and doctors and our friend or our aunts or our uncles who have these stories of you know losing the weight or getting healthy or whatever that looks like and we were trying to fill this crater and here we are at the other end of the crater going nothing has worked, right? And nothing has worked long term. And that's where I always tend to get into little spats with people when they say, oh, no, 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 but it worked for my aunt or no, no, it did work for me. I just didn't stick to it. Well, you know, it shouldn't be something you have to stick to, right? It it should be something that flows naturally and feels very um, effortless in your life, not something that you have to hold on to for dear life, lest it completely blow everything up. So we're at this crater. And what Brooke and I do in the Mama Well is we hold your hand and we coach you back to the beginning of that crater and say, hey, let's go back. Let's go back to a place where we can trust our body, where we can lean on our body's understanding of nutrition and health and wellness and what it feels like to have energy and to use food in the way that it was meant to be used in a way that actually uplifts and and nourishes our body the way that it was designed and created to do. And that's what Brooke and I do. And then in all honesty, our hope is that you learn so much that you don't need us anymore. I mean, we hope you visit every once in a while, but that you move on and have everything, you know, fixed and that crater filled by your own volition. Um, Anyways, (laughs) I wanted to make this podcast episode because I think it's important. I think it's way more connected than we think because a lot of times pickiness or really anything in our kids feels like holding up a mirror to ourselves. Have you ever felt that way where you're like, why is my kid saying this one thing, this very thing that just needles me in the right way to make it feel horrible, right? Why does my kid struggle with the one thing that makes me completely lose it or have no idea what to do? Why can't they struggle with the thing I know how I would handle it, right? And because they're a mini version of you, because it's like holding up a mirror and they're reflecting the very thing that we likely don't feel confident in or don't know or haven't tackled within ourselves. And I think, you know, That's why it's really freaking hard to be a parent because you have to not only, you know, teach and educate your kids and model that behavior for them, but a lot of times we have to dig into our own wounds and heal them. And it is typically pretty glaring to us what we need to fix in ourselves whenever our children are struggling through things. And sometimes, most times, picky eating might be that glare and that picky eating is, Possibly even being exacerbated by our own relationship with food. So, in an example, would be if if we don't allow ourselves to eat sweets in a way that feels good to our body, and we you know binge on them after the kids go to bed, or maybe we um, you know are afraid of them and we won't eat them. They're just like absolutely not. They're on our do not eat list. And when we watch our kids. Eating sweets at a birthday party, maybe our heart starts to patter and we go, "Oh my gosh, they're eating so many sweets. It's so bad for them." I'm, you know, they can't have them ever again, or for another few months, or X number of days before they can have sweets again. It becomes really hard to let our kids regulate with desserts when we ourselves struggle with allowing ourselves to eat desserts, or you know, because that overflows into watching our kids do the thing. That makes us feel uncomfortable is really uncomfortable. And that's true of all parenting, you know, areas, but truly watching our kids develop these kind of sugar obsessions is typically the very fear that we have about ourselves. And so just bringing this back full circle that actually working on our own relationship with food can very well be the thing that fixes that in us so that it spills out onto our kids. And it's easier for us to model that behavior. It's easier for us to put ourselves not necessarily first, but just on the same pedestal as our kids saying, hey, I'm not done. I still have work to be done. And thank you, dear child, for pointing it out in me. And of course, I wanna invite you, if you feel like this is making sense to you, if you feel like this is something you need, I would love to talk more about it with you. And you can DM us over at the Mama Well to learn more about it. I wanna make sure it's a good fit. I wanna save time. I don't want you there if you don't want to be there. I just felt like I needed to make this episode for those of you who are struggling with this. And maybe picky eating is kind of the first flag saying, hey, maybe there's something deeper going on um, that if I fix that, the other stuff will follow. And even then, even if the picky eating doesn't cure itself, you're certainly going to be in a better place where you can learn the strategies or hear the words here on the podcast or in my Table Talk program that make way more sense because they're coming from that larger vision of growing healthy, happy, and independent eaters, not necessarily just focused on eating the broccoli today. So I hope this episode was helpful for you. Like I said, the doors to the Mama Well are open right now and they're only open for a few days and we only open a few times a year. So if you're at all interested, DM me over at the Mama Well. If nothing else, I would love for you to come over and subscribe to the Mama Well's podcast. I'll leave that that link down below as well so you can learn more and hang out with us and get to know us a little bit more and maybe like put your feelers out to this way of healthful living that is likely going to um, completely go against everything else you've ever learned. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for sticking it out with me. I sure do appreciate it. And I will see you next week.